LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Jim Seneker. He is the co-founder and CEO of Stock Manufacturing Company, a top workwear creator for premium hospitality brands. What started as a men's fashion brand gradually migrated to designing and manufacturing custom workwear staff would feel proud to be seen in. What makes a memorable meal the perfect staff who keeps people coming back, you ask? It's never just a single element. It's every thoughtful detail working in harmony to leave a lasting impression. Stock manufacturing partners with establishments of all sizes to create custom uniforms from front to back of the house. With roots in fashion and design in nearly a decade of manufacturing, they have built a reputation as the outfitter of choice for exciting names in the hospitality industry, among which Alinea, the only restaurant in Chicago currently awarded three stars on the Michelin Guide. From a 300-room hotel to a three-seat cafe, no project is too big or too small. Stock is pioneering a whole new level of industry curation. From uniforms to aprons right down to the face masks, they balance form with function and master clients' aesthetics, producing custom uniform and merchandise solutions across a spectrum of industries including lodging, liquor, beer, food, and beverage, retail, and cannabis. Like these, Stock approaches their work as a craft, with an obsessive focus on quality, functionality, and customer experience. Sit back, relax, enjoy this fancy little conversation with Jim Steneker of Stock Manufacturing. So today we're sitting down with Jim Steneker of Stock Manufacturing. How are you today? Good. How are you doing, JP? Thanks for having really? me. Really? Yeah, awesome. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Yeah, so Stock is a designer and manufacturer of custom uniforms for primarily the hospitality industry. So restaurants, bars, hotels, cannabis, retail, um, that is what we do. We design well-made, good-looking, front-of-house-facing uniforms. That's interesting. Since a lot of people who think of like designers think about the fashion, the runway, the stuff that everyone wants to wear. A lot of people don't think, oh, the uniforms at the restaurant I like going to are all very cool and interesting. So how, how did you get into something like this? Yeah, it's pretty funny. We actually, so we, we have a fashion background. We started, okay. uh, we were a menswear brand. We've been in business a little over eight years now, stock manufacturing. And we were originally like a heritage menswear brand. And pretty early on in our second year of business, we got approached by the then executive chef at Next Restaurant, which Next and Alinea are like, you know, to the most famous and highly acclaimed restaurants in the world. And they told us they were, yeah, this particular chef liked our brand. And he said, would you guys want to take a crack at redoing our uniforms? We're looking for something new at, at Alinea. And we said, yeah, sure, let's let's do it. Um, did those and eight, almost eight years later, they are still a customer of ours, uh, our first and, and to date longest lasting <laughs> customer. Um, and yeah, and it just kind of snowballed from there. We. Uh, you know, it's a small industry and you get a prominent name like that working with you and, and word kind of travels fast. And we just kept executing 
you know, we I'm sure had a lot of mess ups as well along the way, but we just kept making cool, good looking stuff and building our reputation and it just sort of snowballed from there. Cool. So like, what's kind of like the process? Like, let's say someone opens a restaurant, what kind of clientele are going to be coming to you for custom uniforms? Like how custom is it? Like, is it sizing? Is it actual like decoration? Is it utility? Kind of walk us through that. What someone will be expecting. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's avenues we can take for all of those variables. Um, when we first started, everything we we're doing was completely custom. Like, from the ground up sourced, it was, as the business, that part of the business group became just very unwieldy. You know, it's it's developing a product in, in any industry is kind of a long tail cycle and you want to have time to test it. And especially when it's a wearable, um, you know, you want time to product test and blah, blah, blah. So as we were uh, growing that side of the business, we really made our reputation on the fully custom stuff. Um, and over the last couple of years have been uh, really doubling down on our more in-stock uniform pieces. So if someone doesn't have the minimum order quantities or the lead times or the budget for something super custom from the ground up, they can build a base uniform program off the chambray shirts and Oxfords and stretch denim and stuff that we carry year-round on our website. Um, and then we can add in custom flourishes. Most frequently what we're doing these days um, is like custom enamel pins, custom baseball caps, custom aprons, things that tend to be a little like... Um, there's less variables you know they're not sized items those tend to be the most popular fully custom things yeah but we'd get you know we just did a we just did a a really high-end resort out in telluride colorado and it was so custom that we were we were matching the uh like the the textiles in their dining room we were finding complementary textiles for like the vests and the blazers they were wearing so we can still do very custom things but usually it's a a little blend of custom and in stock and so you guys been around for eight years so walk us through kind of like your history so you kind of were already in fashion do design work and then it's just like hey this is just exactly what we're gonna do how do you start getting your customers that way obviously it's a different customer base than you used to have yeah um really it just sort of i'd like to say it was like this big part of a grand design uh, grand design but it was really like we had this idea that we were going to be this like ventures backed um, direct to consumer menswear brand. You know, we, we launched around the same time as like Warby Parker and Everlane and all those Frank and Oak and those companies. And we had our eyes set on that sort of business and, you know, just never quite got there, uh, but built a nice little cult following around the brand heavily through collaboration. So we made a reputation for like finding someone with like a really big Tumblr following back then, you know, like free Instagram being really popular. <laughs> Big Tumblr guy, we're going to co-design a capsule collection with you. You help us promote it, and, uh, you know, you'll get a commission of the sales and this, like, dream wardrobe you get to design. So we started doing things like that in, like, 2012, 2013, 2014, and that became bigger and bigger collabs. As we started doing the restaurant stuff as well, like, Alinea led to Goose Island Brewery, which we kind of leveraged into lettuce enter some Lettuce Entertain You restaurants, like RPM Steak and RPM Italian. Um, and then all it all kind of happened in 2015. We did this huge um, collaboration with Miller High Life. It was, it's like one of the raddest things we've ever done still. Um, we basically created like a six-piece clothing collection based off all of their vintage advertising for the past cool. 100 years. Yeah, made this really cool collection. And um, 
that I believe it was that same year Soho House Chicago launched. So like we had this inflection point where we did this high life collab and it was a ton of eyeballs. We got flown out to New York and like a pop-up shop out there. There was like press junkets we were doing and everything. And we had good sales, but it didn't really like catapult our brand into the next level. You know, the, the, the menswear side of things. It just was another cool thing we did. But at that same time, we did these Soho House uniforms, which all of a sudden we were getting all of this inbound traffic for our uniform design just from like a little bit of press and a, and a blog piece that we wrote about the uniforms just started. People were, people were really into those. The Soho House is kind of like a design leader. You know, they, they set a lot of trends uh, for this part of the decade. And I think we just were in the right place at the right time. And um, it really started snowballing from there. And then in 20... 18 we made the decision to start winding down the menswear brand and start focusing that budget and that time and our our all of our marketing efforts into building this like uh, industry leading front house uniform business so that's that's how that happened it was very good um very serendipitous timing as well because when covid hit um we had our our bait our core uniform program pretty dialed in and all of a sudden People were really, really interested in things that had no minimum order quantities, short lead times, because, you know, people were, uh, like, ramping up their staff up and down. They were closing and then opening back oh, yeah. up. So it was just really hard to manage. So we had a good, um, you know, we had a good solution in place for that. Um, but, yeah, it's really, like, over the years, it's been very heavily inbound traffic, referral, um, and then, like, you know, I'll just meet someone somewhere like, Oh yeah, we work with these people and then they'll hit me up. But, um, and then it's an issue where people, people, people move a lot too, right? Oh, like yeah. you, you're a GM at one place and then you're an F and B director at another place and they remember. And that's how it's been. We've, we've really this past six or eight months are really the first time we've started ramping up out like a sophisticated outbound sales effort. Um, cause it's really been very inbound to date. And so kind of to that degree, what's kind of your team size and kind of expected as you guys grow here? Yeah, it's funny. We're um, we are at about triple the revenue we were at three years ago with a team that's a third of the size. Um, <laughs> it's it's literally just because at one point we had our own factory and we were doing everything in Chicago and we had like eight eight factory workers on payroll. Um, we had another person in the office on payroll. And now it's literally just me, Mike, and Tim, the three founders that run every aspect of the business, and then we have. Um, you know, we've got someone helping with marketing. We've got someone helping with, um, some customer outreach, but no one, no one else full time, but the three of us. That's super cool. And so what kind of differentiates you guys from your competitors? I imagine there's other people in the space. Yeah. So a lot of the uniform, I mean, if you just go on, I'm not going to name any names, but if you yeah. go on a lot of traditional uniform websites, it, you know, it looks like it was from 1994. You know, it's a, <laughs> like a geo city site practically with, with really generic um, copy pasted looking kind of images. So we are one of the only people out there that present as like a retail quality brand. Cool. Um, and then the other ones that are in our space that maybe present a little more modern and cool are very primarily focused on back of house. So like chef stuff, um, chef coats, aprons. We obviously do those things, but our big differentiator is I think our custom design department, like we are just we, because of our background and our experience, we have a good ability to design around trends and to, and to provide those custom touches. But also, um, there's just not really anyone with the breadth of front of house offerings like we have. 
That makes sense. Like when I was on the website, I'm like, oh cool, I think I should just buy some meats for myself, realizing I don't run a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> just from yeah. the experience <laughs> on the website, check everything out. Uh, but you kind of mentioned too, yeah. a lot of your clientele are restaurants, uh, kind of bigger name restaurant groups, etc. We also touched on the cannabis industry. How is that kind of mm-hmm. being a new angle for you guys? Uh, yeah, it was really, um, it just is the logical next step, I think, for cannabis. I actually just, this is something we were talking about like two years ago, which I just saw an article about. I forget what publication, like two days ago, but basically um, with cannabis, it was, you get your, at the time, like your med license or whatever, everyone's planning for rec down the line, but you just, it's a, if you build it, they were, they will come thing, right? Like you're the only dispensary in town, you open up and you're, you're packed no matter what. And now, um, you know, it's like being the only saloon in a town or whatever. Like you don't need to do any marketing efforts because everyone knows where the bar is. Um, same with the cannabis stuff. And now there's quite a few competitors. The space is getting crowded. There's a lot more money in the space. So people have to kind of invest just like at a restaurant or just like at a retail store, whatever you have to invest in how to like differentiate yourself. So that's where we came into a couple of the, the, we work with a couple of the bigger cannabis companies and it was really about, um, they have this, their brand identity, their brand vision, and how do they carry that over and just throwing everyone in like a, a t-shirt with a graphic on the back was not the way that they wanted to set themselves apart. Yeah, the industry is like so very, up. very similar to the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, one of my buddies, yeah. his brother runs a um, platform called Leaf Trade here in town, and it helps connecting dispensaries oh. with like their uh, growers or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but like they just raised like five million dollars, and they've been around for like two years. Yeah, and it's just like people are just getting on the right parts of it. Like you can realize there's more parts of the the economy that small economy or that industry, I guess, than actually just buying and selling of cannabis. There's all these other aspects yep. you can make money on. So you guys are just hopping on board. Like we can supply these awesome uniforms for you to help you guys differentiate and going from there. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so do you guys have any ideas for additional lines of um, or industries you're going into? Because you're hiring more marketing, sales, up on sales. Is it just kind of sticking to restaurants and cannabis or are you targeting other industries as well? Uh, so hotels are really our biggest client base, like boutique hotels. Um, and that there's obviously been an explosion in those over the, over the last decade or so, which shows no signs of slowing down. Um, so a lot of what we're doing now is figuring out or what I'm working on is figuring out how to get a little more like centralized, um, buying power within hotel groups. So not having to work with every individual properties. GM on every single project, but, you know, just getting a little more organized throughout those organizations. And then the other big one that we've always dreamed and talked about, which is feels very Mad Men-esque, if you remember some of those early Mad Men seasons, but oh, yeah. um, an airline eventually, an airline eventually would be our kind of one of our dream accounts is, is doing United or Southwest or someone. <laughs> I just remember, like, whenever um, <clears throat> sorry, people make fun of Spirit Airlines, like, oh, they were so cool. They were like mm-hmm. these Hawaiian shirts and they were wearing shorts and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, it's funny to talk about when you get on there, you're like, oh, I feel like the plane's going to crash because they just like, don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but you know, yeah, but uh, that's maybe you, uh, your, your flight attendants are not presenting properly to get their, their, brand gravity across so that's where a new uniform program comes in cool so what's kind of the best way for people to get a hold of you if they were interested in buying some product from stock 
Yeah, uh, so you go to www.stockmfgco.com, or you can obviously just type Stock MFG Co. into your Google Chrome browser, um, and go to the website. And I actually I have a coupon code for all your listeners out there. Um, you do FFF20, FFF20 will get you 20% off your first order on the website. So that would be a good way to find us and to test us out. And all of our social media channels are at Stock MFG Co. Oh, that's uh, super nice of you to offer that up to everyone. So hopefully you guys get some yeah, sales totally. from that. But anything else you'd like yeah. to uh, leave our listeners with before we sign off? Uh, no, I think, you know, we chatted a little bit about all the things that we discussed beforehand. I'm feeling pretty good about getting this conversation going on a Friday afternoon. And I think it was a fun one. So I'm, I'm good to go. Awesome. I'm excited to go to some of the restaurants here and tell like, I know the guy that made your uniform. And then be like, all right, yeah, yeah, you got to ask to see the tag. That's weird. How does it work for you in high school? My parents have definitely done that before. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. (laughs) At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.